Hey everybody, welcome to the Spliff Podcast. I'm your host, Bo Nellis, and this is episode 86, where we're going to talk about cannabis concentrates. That's rosin, resin, and all the rest. But first, let's open up with some stoner moments. Uh, Last week, I talked about a personal issue that I've been having with depression and how I've been trying to utilize the cannabis resources that I have available to combat it along with some of the other things that I've been doing. And thank you so much to everyone who reached out to me um, to support me in my journey and or to share their own journey with me. I do appreciate it. Um, I love sharing and connecting with people. And this is one of my favorite ways to do it. I am a big old bar fly who has found myself without a bar anymore since I don't drink. And I don't like hanging out at the bar when I'm not drinking. I never understood people who could do that. I mean, I support you, but I could never understand it. And uh, and so this has been like a fun replacement bar stool for me. And I I love it when people reach out. So um, I got some shout outs that I'm going to be doing in this stoner moments. So let's start out with a shout out to Drew. Thank you for emailing me. We've been talking CBD. He's trying out the Charlotte's Web brand right now, and I really hope that the whole plant MCT oil mixture works for you. Fingers crossed on that one, buddy. Can't wait for you to keep me posted. Uh, Let's see here. Last week, I also talked about how I've been trying out some cartridges, and I'm going to give a shout out to my delivery guy, Josh. I hope you enjoy the podcast. The last few weeks have been kind of dour. Don't let that stop you. I got plenty of other fun things to listen to. Listen to the passing a drug test one. That one's always good. Um, If you are new to the podcast as well, welcome. I hope you enjoy it. Feel free to peruse my other podcasts that I have out, other episodes that is. They're on the spliffpodcast.com, my website, and iTunes, Stitcher, most places that people can listen to podcasts. Except for iHeartRadio, who still never got back to me and was just like, mm, no, you're not up to snuff. Nah, ha, ha, ha. whatever. I don't need you. Clear water, clear channel, whatever you are. But uh, going back to Josh, he brought me another cartridge. I tried out the Blue Dream Strain by Bloom Farms, their highlighter brand. And that one was a little, mm, that was kind of a throwback to some of the older style cartridges that I don't really care for. Lots of thick cloud, a decent taste. Um, I could get the blue dream out of it. It might've been a little too hazy for me. And I, I don't know, it just, it made me want to cough. So it wasn't really what I was looking for. But if you want a nice thick cloud vaporizer cartridge with some taste to it still, The highlighter line is a very popular line, I think, for that reason. I tried out a cartridge by Raw Garden. One of my other dispensaries or deliveries around here was able to stock up some of the Raw Garden cartridges, specifically the Slimer Strain. Now, the Slimer Strain was a little kind of derpy, stony for me for Sativa still, but... I really wanted to try it. It's a subcritical CO2 oil. So using my not so fantastic metaphor from last week, there would be more of the extra virgin olive oil press from a CO2 instead of the super critical, which is 
going to be higher THC content, but destroy more of the natural bonds found in uh, in the plant and the the trichomes, which you can learn about in my trichomes episode, and which I'll talk a little bit more about when we get into the nitty gritty of concentrates. So now those ones have a really great taste. And I have to say the Slimer cartridge by Raw Garden also came with a tip cap, not just the uh, screw cap that usually comes with cartridges. So I just feel so much better traveling with it, honestly. Like I can feel like I can throw it in my purse and take it with me when I'm driving and use that instead of a joint because the tip isn't going to get all super gunky. So yay, fancy. I love it. Let's see. Some more shout outs. I want to give a shout out to Bad Kitty Smiles. I've been using the MCT oil just like she suggested years ago. Should have done it years ago. Not having to heat up my coconut oil in order to fill my capsules or to uh, emulsify a, a concentrate for an edible or something like that is just so easy and it's really effective. And I mean, and yeah, I should just like every now and then I just need to throw some props out to her because she's changed my life. What's up, girl? Thank you, Bad Cat. Real quick, I want to give a shout out to Sue as well of Soothing Sue's, my favorite cannabis product. That is a raw cannabis infused coconut oil. Um, She's going through some personal times right now. I don't want to throw her details out there, but if we could all just keep Sue in our thoughts for a little bit, I'm sure she would appreciate all that extra good energy and love. And then my last donor moment that I want to say is progress. Since the beginning of this year, I have been going to the city council meetings as often as I can. And because of my depression battles, I haven't made the last few meetings. One, I just forgot part of that foggy can't focus thing that happened. And the other one, I just talked myself out of it, quite frankly. Um, And I want to give a shout out to White Mike and a shout out to Rasta Jeff. Um, Rasta Jeff for posting his old episodes. Thanks, buddy. Really appreciate it. I got a lot of catching up to do, but I'm still listening. And a shout out to White Mike really for sharing his political passion. And it's really hard to be passionate about going to city council meetings week after week and talking to a breathing wall sometimes. And that's what I feel like I've been doing. And especially getting a lot of these older episodes, I get to go back and he he talks about a lot of different things. And I, and I felt really encouraged by, by the stories that you would share and your experiences and just constantly reminding us to just fucking do it. Just get out there and be a face and change their mind. Um, I did go to the city council meeting this past week. And I shared with them why I hadn't been there uh, in previous weeks that they probably noticed my absence. And I told them that it was it was in great part to my depression and that the reason that I was back was in a very large part, not solely, but in large part because of the medicinal benefits of cannabis. 
So, you know, it's something outside of the usual, you know, this is expensive and this is affecting seniors and the voters voted for it. And you're giving up money by not doing this. Uh, I tried all of those things. And, and I reminded them, too, that per city council direction last year, city staff should have already had a report on this. And, um, and that a lot of the other cities in our county are moving in this direction as well. So there's really no excuse to not be able to compile a report, to not have anything to compare against, because there's plenty of comparison now. And I'm very happy to report that a couple days later, I got a call from the community development director inviting me to his office to discuss medical cannabis. I, I mean, I was so excited. I'm, I'm, I just got goosebumps again. I have been trying for four years to get anybody to take a meeting with me about medical cannabis specifically, and it has never happened until it finally did. And I don't know what how it's going to go. And it's going to be a couple of weeks down the line before I even have this meeting with him. So I'm sure it'll be a couple of weeks before anything gets presented. But politics is a very slow moving game. And I am just super excited to have finally been invited to the table. Instead of shouting at everybody from behind their backs. You should have played that card. So yes, yes, things can happen. All right, I think that wraps up my stoner moments. Let's talk about concentrates. All right, so there's a lot of different facets to discussing cannabis concentrates. And while I'm going to be getting to some nitty gritty, I also want to keep it to just some basics. So what we're going to start with is just the basics to making cannabis concentrates, the different methods. First, you have heat and pressure. Now, this is the way that you're going to be making things like rosin. It's the way that finger hash is developed. Uh, It's the way that, you know, resin in your pipe is kind of created. Um, Then you also have no heat agitation methods, Uh, your screening methods, which is how we get keef, bubble hash, we're using bubble bags or pollen bags, Uh, a tumbling method where people use things like washing machines in order to make hash. Then you have your solvents. This is your BHO, your RSO, uh, even things like bang, where you might create a solution and then and then reduce it down and, and concentrate it that way. I'm counting that too. And then there are mixtures. Things like CO2 oil is a combination of solution and pressure and heat. So those are some four basic ways that cannabis concentrates are made. You can have a solution, but that doesn't necessarily make it a concentrate until you've reduced it in some way. So a tincture isn't necessarily a concentrate unless they've either made it with a concentrate base or they've reduced it from its original extraction somehow, usually through some sort of heat. Even BHO at room temperature, room temperature is hot to the butane. So it's a way to burn it off. And then they do like the loop systems and have more heat in the processing and all kinds of different stuff in order to reduce it. Now, each method has its ups and downs as far as its application goes and its benefits towards particular patients. 
some might find that anything could work, and some might find that only specific things could work. The biggest difference in those is the difference between whole plant, refined, enriched, and isolates. Now, whole plant concentrates are some of the oldest concentrates. That's your keef, which is just the trichomes that are on the cannabis plant being broken off. And if you collect them all up, we call it keef, which I believe is a traditional Arabic word, but I didn't look up any etymology for this one, honestly. Another whole plant concentrate would be your traditional hash, whether it's it's created through beating, whether it's created through pressing keef, whether it's created through uh, like finger hash, where you're actually harvesting the plant and or trimming the plant, the, the trichomes that are collected on your hands get warmed by the the body heat and they get smushed by the constant pressure of you gripping either the scissors or the flower or whatever it is. And you can actually peel it off of your glove or your bare hand, which would be a lot grosser, but people have been doing it for millennia and they eat it or smoke it. Personally, I'd rather eat it. Now, The cons to these are that they have more plant matter in them. They have more of the plant lipids, the the fats and waxes. They have more chlorophyll because you can't guarantee that only the trichome is going to be leaving the, the leaf matter. Sometimes the leaf matter comes with it. In fact, a lot of times the leaf matter comes with it. And then, of course, if there's any mold or pollens or any anything you don't really want in there, those are going to become concentrated as well. I talked about how I had some hash that was really great to smoke, very heady, but when I made a cannabis concentrate with it and try to use it topically, both on myself and on the X-Man, we both ended up breaking out in hives over it. I didn't initially... But when I put it on my neck at one time, when it became very concentrated, like near the end of the jar, then I started to break out in hives. And that was more than likely because there was a collection of different pollens and irritants in the hash that I didn't notice when I smoked it. Now, these things can make it harsher all around. If you're trying to dab some full melt, even uh, if it's a full melt hash, Uh, It can be intense. It's like a a horse kick to the chest. Some people like that. Some people don't. But the nice thing is that it can make for a much more effective concentrate for using as a medicine. Whether, you know, you, I mean, that, that horse kick to the chest can really be altered if you decide to use a vaporizer instead of a dab rig on that full melt or keef. Vaporizing keef versus smoking keef is just a completely different experience for me. It's still pretty intense when I vaporize it, uh, especially depending on what kind of vaporizer I'm using. But when I smoke it, I'm guaranteed to cough till I tear. It becomes just too intense for my lung tissue. I'm not the kind of person who grinds my bowls either. That's just too much 
It's too much. Some people like that. Another reason that it can be a more effective concentrate for using as a medicine is that there's a natural bond that can trigger your endocannabinoid system that's found in the cannabis plant and is broken up through other methods of creating concentrates using solutions and heat. Concentrates like keef and hash that don't use heat or use only very gentle heat in the hash making process like finger hash retain a lot more of those natural bonds. It could be maybe too that the flavonoids are are part of it depending on people's personal issues and needs. But using those things to make edibles with, to, to make tinctures with. Oh, the train's here. Time for a bong load. But the benefits of making medicine from whole plant can't be denied. For some people, there are just certain chemical bonds that we don't understand enough about yet to duplicate them in a pharmacological manner. Now, personally, I would also consider rosin to be a whole plant extraction. Rosin uses heated pneumatic plates and actually applies pressure to either keef or flour and gently heats and melts the trichomes and some of the waxes off of the plant along with the terpenes and just squishes them off. Using this method, there's no solution and there's very little refinement to speak of. And I'll get to refinement next. And one of the reasons specifically that I really consider it whole plant is that rosin, I mean, it always butters. There's always this waxiness to it, and then you get a rosin coin. Even if you have a really shatter-looking first press, after a while, it just, it butters. And it becomes a lot, if you don't know what butter, it looks more like shortening and has a consistency closer to a dry Play-Doh. And that can vary wildly, but it, it can turn a sticky as say like a waxy chocolate. Maybe a waxy chocolate is a good parallel for it. I don't know. I don't really like waxy chocolates. But sometimes I like waxy concentrates. It's hard to kind of define batters and butters and and to really discuss how wildly it can range in in a basic podcast like this. But But the next category has a huge range of potential concentrate forms, and that is your refined concentrates. This is basically anything that's processed with a solution, whether it's iso, isopropyl alcohol, whether it's naphtha, whether it's BHO, whether it's CO2 oil, It's been refined. It's been made to drop as much chlorophyll, to drop as much of the the lipids uh, that are part of the plant and part of the trichomes and to retain as many of the cannabinoids and terpenes as possible. But depending on how exactly these are refined, the refinement process themselves, 
what exactly they end up retaining and the form that they take and the way that they change down the line. I mean, that's a whole other podcast. So I'm really just going to leave it that basically a refined concentrate is anything that is processed. Now, once you have processed it, if you add anything back into it, anything, it's enriched. Whether you're adding some CBD, whether you're adding terpenes back into it, anything that you have to doll up as a concentrate is going to be an enriched concentrate. And I don't think that's the industry term. That's just the term that I use to think about it. Now, the last one are isolates. These are concentrates that are refined and refined and refined to exclude all but a single property or to get as close as possible to having only a single property. The most popular right now are CBD isolates. But isolates themselves can be really hard to to perfect. Um, The difference between a 99.9% CBD and a 99.5% CBD is a pretty prominent minty taste. One of those natural bonds that occurs in the cannabis plant during its synthesis. Another really popular isolate is THCA, which I'm going to talk more about later. So excited. Uh, It's a harder one to make. It's one of the newer ones, one of the more expensive ones. But the taste and effectiveness of that one is also going to, to vary significantly based on the original strain it was taken from. And that could have a really big effect on your overall response. I still haven't taken my bong. I didn't even bring my bong over here. I do have my cartridge pen. So since the train went by, I'll take a hit. Ooh, it's tasty. All right. So the last thing that I want to talk about as far as different concentrates are is live resin and how that makes its own marker. Live resin can be made using any of the concentrate making methods. People will say that uh, there's live resin rosin. The most popular would be a BHO blast or some specialized tailored blasting. Um, But in that line, some sort of tain solution now, I guess live resin actually is a trademarked thing. Um, I don't really know how else to talk about it. Fresh frozen, I guess, is uh, is the best way to say it. They flash freeze the plants at harvest. And this preserves the composition in a, a much truer fashion to what you actually experience in the grow room. Uh, to what we would consider to be the natural genetics of the plant, which would be really important when you're trying to to create different medicines and and patent your own varietals. So the thing about live resin is that just because somebody says it's live resin doesn't always make it the best. It really comes down to how they capture the extraction, which to me is like, I'm like, I don't know why you would ruin live resin by creating rosin, except you really are adverse to solvents, obviously, and or need that particular kind for your your medicine. Um, But it just seems so oxymoronic to me that you're going to flash freeze something and then heat press it. But I guess it works. I guess it works. 
Now, the kind of live resin that I am most familiar with would just be your regular Tane solutions, and those can be anything from shatters to waxes to butters uh, to your sugars, which are some of my favorite. And then you've got the current top dog, the almighty high cannabinoid or high terpene full spectrum extracts, which are a fucking mouthful. I prefer to just call them full spectrums. Uh, some of the brand names that are out there, some people at uh, Rasta Jeff keeps talking about this ambrosia. That is a killer fucking price too. I checked that shit out on your menu God damn, Colorado, bring some of that over here. I think it was like a grand opening deal, but it was $420 for an ounce of full spectrum. I believe they called it ambrosia. Just deliciousness. Oh my God. That's $15 a gram. You can barely get shitty fucking dab around here for $15 a gram sometimes. And of course, that was just for medical patients, from my understanding. But I'm a medical patient. I don't know. I feel like I started uh, rambling. Ooh, maybe that slimer hit my head more than I thought. Well, let's just be real. I've been rambling all the time anyway. So, so I hope that clears up some, maybe some basic questions you have about concentrates and their differences and how they're made. I can definitely go into more detail and some things I do have more detail on. I have a whole episode on RSO and CBD oil. I talk about tinctures and different kinds of edibles. And I talk more about cartridges and CO2 oil too. And then like throughout all of them. Cannabis concentrates are an integral part of the medicine experience. And they are not to be scapegoated by politicians and prohibitionists because they've always existed and their purity and clarity has always been on a very high par. They are not full spectrum, full spectrum and live resin or flash frozen would be the two biggest innovations, but they are also some of the cleanest and purest experiences you are going to get from from medicating from any kind of concentrate because they don't have so much of the plant matter they're much easier on the lungs and then when you can preserve so much of the the directors of the experience the terpenes and the esters and the various aromatic compounds we're unlocking incredibly different results from from our, our cannabis use. Uh, we can achieve new highs and new heights and really get to learn more about what cannabis can offer us and how it works. That's a really important part. All right, you guys. Shall we safety? Let's fucking safety. Now, I'm going to take a dab for this safety because I want to talk about THCA. Not just in my soothing soos and all the other ways I use it, but for actually dabbing. I'm so excited. I do not usually buy THCA because it's stupid expensive, um, between $90 and $120 a gram. And I just don't have that kind of money, honestly. I just, I don't have that kind of money. So, have not had a chance to play with it yet. 
Luckily, my girl Mary hooked me up. She had some THCA that she hasn't really been. She's like, I have all this dab. I really need to start dabbing more. I'm like, or I could just come over more and we could dab more. But since we can't always be hanging out, she also hooked me up with a little bit of this THCA that she's had around because I was super excited about it. And she doesn't have a dab rig. I don't, that's that's right. That's why she had all this dab. She doesn't have a dab rig right now. And she broke her honey stick. Oh, I should bring her my honey stick. Everybody must get stoned. So this THCA, she doesn't know what strain it's from. She doesn't know what brand it was. She doesn't know its purity. So this is a really blind experiment for me. And some of the things I'm going to report on aren't necessarily going to be true of all THCA. The fun thing is that it's got a little bit of a yellow kind of powdery look to it. Uh, I believe Rasta Jeff and I think it was White Mike were talking on a more recent podcast about THCA and they said it kind of looked like Parmesan cheese. And I, I would agree with that kind of squished up pressed Parmesan cheese. And the the one that I had, the first, the, she gave me a pretty decent amount. So I was able to try a small dab just by itself because obviously I need to try it by itself. And I would say that that had a slightly cheesy taste to it too. Um, maybe it was just my brain being like, it looks like Parmesan because they had already put the Parmesan cheese in my head. But I really feel like there was just this underlying cheesiness to it. Now that could have been a product of the strain. Um, but I'm also wondering if like the CBD has this minty taste to it that's bonded to it. Maybe THCA has an underlying dry cheesiness to it. I mean, cheese is a very prominent flavor in a lot of different cannabis strains, both indica and sativa. Um, but outside of a kind of cheesy taste to it, it really was just flat and made me just kind of like, and it made my head hum a little bit, which is like, hmm. But it didn't really give me any anything. So naturally, I decided to play with it in other ways. And I have these two strains that were tasty, but could just use a little bit of a pop. Um, they're both by Raw Garden. And one was the Forum Cookies, which is the breeder version of Girl Scout Cookies, from what I understand. And, and I have to say, it was a much... I in, I enjoyed the stone much more than I usually enjoy a Girl Scout cookies. Uh, and then the next one was this lime glue. Now the lime glue smelled amazing. Super limey, citrusy, sweet. It smelled like key limes before you turn them into pie. But that flavor just really never came across in in my dabs. It, like, it would always just kind of torch the liminess. So I added a little bit of the THCA to a dab and holy fucking shit did that really bring out the flavor of the lime glue. I actually tasted lime the way that I would taste it in the slime or sugar that I had had from them before. It was very prominent. And I also tried it in the forum cookies and that didn't make the taste super better. And it made the high a little bit more heavy, but it did make the taste 
just a little bit sweeter for me. And I could do the form cookies with or without the THCA. I also tried it with a lemon Skittles dab that I had had and that, whew, that boosted the lemon to the point where it turned a nice, sweet, delicious, smooth lemon flavor into like a, a jack hair kind of explosive lung busting lemon flavor. So I'm not adding THCA to my lemons anymore. Or at least not that one, maybe another one. We'll see. I don't, I don't really have much more left. I have just enough left to have a nice fat dab with you. So I've tried the THCA with butters, waxes, sugars, but I haven't tried it with a shatter yet. I still have some of that golden diesel left. So I'm going to dip that in a little bit of the THCA I have left, and I'm going to take a nice fat dab. And by fat dab, I mean fat for me. So I mean, I ain't doing any dipped roll-ups over here. Oh man, I'm, I'm dying just thinking about that. Though wouldn't it be fun? What a way to go. Okay, I'm going to get my dab rig ready. I'm going to get some golden diesel and some THCA loaded up. Um, before we get there, normally the golden diesel is a nice, tasty, smooth, with just a bit of a bite on the exhale mix for me. Nice, um, happy, but it gives me a little bit more focus than the golden pineapple just by itself. And it's not the kind of dab that makes me cough too much. I think that's what I'm mostly worried about. I'm worried that the THCA is going to make the diesel more prominent than the golden. And I'm going to end up fucking choking like a bitch. We'll see. No disrespect to bitches out there. What's up, bitches? All right. I got my thermal pee. Nice and hot. I'm going to let it cool down for a little bit. And I've got this just a, a little bit just like a booger of shatter on the tip of my dabber and I actually kind of rolled it in some THCA. I coated it thicker than I normally do. I normally just do a tiny little bit. I've been conserving it like a motherfucker. So between a pinpoint and I don't know, like a rat poop, like nothing. All right, here we go. Ah, shit, I forgot my cap. Capped. <coughs> oh, that was interesting. I'd say the first, the first inhale, it really did boost the diesel. But the second inhale, it really actually, I, it, there was prominent golden in there. It just boosted both of them at different times. That was very tasty. I won't know if it brings me extra happiness and focus until a little bit later, but I really feel good. Like, yeah, that's nice. All right, guys, that's it. I wish I had more for you on the THCA front. I hope to have more for you soon. If you got something that you want to hear about, let me know. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Facebook and Instagram at The Spliff Podcast and Twitter at Spliff Podcast. I'm on the website, thespliffpodcast.com. Leave me a comment or find other ways to connect with me there. You can also send me an email, thespliffpodcast at gmail.com. 
And remember, spliff has two Fs and podcast has two Ts, no D. And if none of those work for you, you can always give me a call or send me a text at 209-867-7543. That spells spliff with only one F. Thanks as always for those who are using my Amazon affiliate link, which you can find at the Spliff Podcast. All you have to do is make a purchase through Amazon and it helps make a small contribution at no extra cost to you to the Spliff Podcast to help me pay for things like my website this year, which I'm very excited about. All right, you guys, catch you next week. Thanks for spliffing it. Ciao for now. Mm-hmm.